Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we're here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. All right, so this afternoon, we're here with the fabulous ladies of Well and Good. That, of course, is the uh, premier media company that covers de- wellness and uh, all things health and wellness. You guys are devoted to that, and you do a fantastic job covering it. I have with me Alexia Brew, one of the co-founders, and also Melisse Galula. Mm-hmm. Such an elegant name, Melisse. Is that French? It sounds it, doesn't it? It does we'll sound We'll just French. pretend. Yes, yeah. okay. <laughs> I envision your family being from some beautiful place in the south of France. All right, so let's talk about, we're here to talk about trends, right? Trends of 2017. So different health and wellness trends. Um, you know, it seems like there's always something new and fresh and exciting. It felt like kale was like all the rage just yesterday and spinning. And so this is about what is hot right now. So I want to start with inflammation. This is something that you guys have covered. You put together a really comprehensive list of the current health and wellness trends. One of those is inflammation. So I hear a lot about inflammation. There are foods that fight inflammation, anti-inflammatories, all that stuff. First of all, what is inflammation and why is it bad for us? How does it affect our bodies? Well, I think physicians and researchers are finding out how many of us are affected by it. So that's why we're hearing so much about it. What it is is basically an immune system response when something um, is triggered either through food or your environment or if you fall and you scrape your knee or your child does, um, you see inflammation happening. What physicians and researchers are more interested in right now, what the wellness community is more interested in right now, um, is in the connection between food and inflammation. So what are we eating that we don't know, our bodies aren't processing well. Um, it's triggering a response, and um, you know, it, it's it's leading us into places that um, we might not know are coming from our plates. So, brain fog is a big one. Gut health issues and digestion issues. Um, and so food plays a big role in inflammation because it's a trigger. But also, to go back to your point, it's one of the things that helps. Um, calm inflammation with anti-inflammatory food. So food can both trigger inflammation and it can also help calm that down. Absolutely. A lot of the foods that we like to eat trigger inflammation. Uh I was afraid (laughs) you were going to say that. So what are some of the things that trigger inflammation? Glass of wine at the end of the day. Um, um, And a lot of the processed foods, right? So um, increasingly doctors are recommending turmeric as the most anti-inflammatory of foods. And we're seeing, actually, Melissa and I just got back from Expo West, which is a massive natural food show in Anaheim every year. There's 3,000 brands that show their latest, greatest uh, products that they're introducing, and so many things had turmeric in them. Um, so let's talk about turmeric. I, he- yeah. I do hear a lot about turmeric. So this mm-hmm. is a spice. Yeah. I mean, what what do you want to pair it with? What is it good with? Or do you just put it in water and stir it up and drink it? Like, wh- how are you getting that into your body? Well, soon you're not even going to really have to think about it because you're going to walk down the grocery store aisles and it's going to just jump out at you. <laughs> It'll be like protein. It'll be in everything. It'll be cereal a- with turmeric. <laughs> right. Like a lot of people had it in like curries, for example, and, you know, or like, you know, when you go out to eat, it might be in something you're served. But now, I mean, you're, 
you're finding it like added to wellness beverages. Lay's potato chips just came out with turmeric um, flavoring. So it's actually making its way into things that everybody is reaching for anyway. Of course, you can also take a supplement. Um, and there are a lot of people who would really say that's a great idea. A lot of wellness experts themselves who we've interviewed who take a ton. So I think it's really the darling anti-inflammatory right now. So how do you know if your body is suffering from some kind of inflammation? What are the signs before you determine what's causing it? What are the signs that you your diet may need to be revised a little bit? Well, I think, you know, a lot of Americans have digestive health issues, and we certainly see that with the readers of Well and Good. Um, They have, like, bloating that they can't quite explain. They feel like they eat pretty clean. They don't know what's triggering it. For some people, you know, it's the wheat and gluten direction, or it could be dairy or sugar, as Alexia mentioned. Um, So I feel like digestive issues could be a big one, and um, I, I think that that you know, the fogginess or lack of memory before that time in our life where we feel like, hey, wait a minute, this is an old age. I'm just 30 or 40. You know, it's um, they say that inflammation um, in the brain is where you actually might even feel it first before you feel it in your gut. So now recovery. So, you know, a lot of people, there's this, there, I feel like there's a very intense, we're in a time of real intense workouts. Mm. And that can be fantastic. It makes you feel good. You see great results. But now you're saying that we're seeing a focus on recovery. What does that yeah. mean? I think, like you said, the people have amped up their workouts so much. Um, everything from races. So in last year, 20 million people participated in some kind of race, whether it was a marathon or a 10K or a half marathon, that's a huge increase. And then, you know, CrossFit is obviously a phenomenon and those those workouts are punishing. Um, and all of the, you know, the studios that we love in New York. And so I think as people are are training so much harder, they're really feeling that need to balance it with recovery. So we're seeing so many more recovery techniques um, and recovery experts. So what and what does that entail? Is it as simple as just staying home from a workout that day and kind of resting? Or is there a spectrum of recovery activity? I think there is a spectrum. Definitely. I think that like what the everyday athletes like, you know, like us, maybe we work, try to work out a lot, um, still have to learn is like what the you know professional athletes have always known, the importance of a rest day, the importance of foam rolling, the importance of like stretching out with the trainer. We do workouts together and like, you know, the last five minutes of class is empty. The, the five minutes dedicated to stretching. Everybody's like back in the shower, back to work. Because nobody wants to be in line for the shower. Right? I, I mean, we need more showers. <laughs> we need there, more showers. And then we'll stretch more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I, I think that, you know, as well as foam rolling um, and like doing slow paced yoga, you know, we could go to type A yoga or you could go back to beginners or restorative yoga and like give your body what it needs to kind of balance. All those workouts are great for your metabolism until it starts triggering your cortisol levels too. So if you're getting into a stress state and never calming your body back down, if you're that kind of type A workoutaholic, um, I think the recovery trend is definitely for you. And, you know, I think what people struggle with, and this is something that I struggle with, I feel kind of lazy those days Mm -hmm. where it's a rest day and my mind knows that I need it, but then I feel like I could be putting the time to better use. I mean, do we Mm -hmm. have to give ourselves permission to recover? Do we have to remind ourselves that this is part of good health? I think that's a really wonderful point. I yeah. mean, booking a spa treatment or something where you just like, it's an appointment. I have to be here. I have to have my phone off actually really helps yeah. me. <laughs> I think a lot of um, 
popular trainers like Rebecca Kennedy is a celebrity trainer who teaches classes at Barry's Boot Camp and is a model and very well known. And she created a recovery class. And more and more people are doing that and sort of raising the profile of um, these recovery experiences. Um, because like you said, sometimes it's hard for people who are used to being active every day to say, okay, I'm not going to do anything today. So now there's this whole crop of recovery experiences. Uh, in LA, there is a new chain called the Stretch Lab. And you can go and book a stretching session, right? Because everyone loves to be stretched. So wow. this light bulb went off for this entrepreneur out there and he has a thriving business stretching people. I mean, that's yeah. smart. I, lo- I love nothing more than when I'm in a stretch and the yoga instructor comes over and pushes yeah. you deeper into it. And I think like, can you please like, <laughs> come live with me and do this every day? Right. Um, okay. So I want to move on now to the next one. Woo woo wellness. I love you guys call it woo woo wellness goes mainstream, right? So this is about kind of crystals and all that stuff. So I, I it's interesting because I am a, I'm a journalist. So I'm like a natural born skeptic and a cynic. And I'm just not kind of a granola-y person, right? But lately, I have found that energy is a very real thing. It's a very powerful thing. And so I've started to be a little more open about the idea of energy in objects, like mm-hmm. crystals and the like. So talk to me about the. I mean, if it can, if it's getting through to me. Is it on your Instagram it, feed? Are you seeing crystals? <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting through to me. I feel like there's hope for, for anyone. Yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> well, I mean... We're like, you know, we're we're journalists, too. And, we, you know, we were really surprised at the things that, you know, used to be aligned with like hippie lifestyle or really bohemian or, you know, woo woo have really moved into the mainstream. I think that like, we're in a stressed out culture and people are reaching for a lot more things they are a lot more open minded because of the necessity. Um, and there's a cool factor now. It used to be a little bit more crunchy. And now it's like, you know, designer crystal, <laughs> <Or> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, but there's a, like a lot more like chicness to it now, and a lot more uh, fun that people are are having with it. Um, I think that I don't know. I feel like you know we went from something that felt um, fringy to something that's just you know another lifestyle way of like keep focusing on something other than the racing thoughts in our mind. Um, so, so what is the idea behind the crystals? I mean, if you have to kind of explain, <laughs> like, why do people want these things around? Well, I mean, I think there's definitely a spectrum there, too. So you'll talk to some people who believe that you know, there is an alignment with each different type of crystal. Like, one is for balancing, one is for energy, one is for sleep, one is for clearing. Rose quartz has been a really popular one, and that's sort of like the most democratic does everything, <laughs> makes you feel good, looks pretty if it's just a paperweight kind of crystal. Right. Um, you know, and so, but if you went to a healer, they might, you know, pick certain ones that are, um, you know, aligned with what you would need them um, to be. So that could be, you know, something for someone who works out a lot and someone who's got a lot on their mind and works really hard. Um, and where are people getting these crystals? I saw <laughs> you guys had like a takeover, an Instagram takeover of a woman who was at like a crystal shop. <laughs> it, it was like surrounded by like, all, and I was like, where is this magical That's place? That's the thing. They're in more and more towns, definitely. I mean, maybe they all come from Sedona originally, right. you know, and you, then they're. Can you buy them online? Do you go to like a crystal retailer? Do you, you Google like crystal it. store in your neighborhood? Yeah. Um, I go to Astro West on the Upper West Side on 79th Street. They have a great selection or you can order them online. Um, there's so many places. There are more and more people carrying crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the, every year we send a Christmas gift to the people that we work with, and 
last year we sent something called Little Box of Rocks, and it was this like, cute little box with different crystals in it for a auspicious year ahead. And people loved it. It was maybe the most popular gift we've done in seven years. Yeah. But see, to me, yeah. that's really the value of it. It, it. We don't have to be able to explain why it makes you feel good. Yeah. If it makes you feel good, that's enough. And yeah. looking, I don't even know what it's called, the purple one that mm-hmm. is like sparkly on the inside. You know, it looks like mm-hmm. a rock cut in oh, half. Almost the, amethyst-y. amethyst-y. It's probably yeah. amethyst, yeah. Okay. When I look at those things, I feel really happy. Yeah. And I'm like, great, <laughs> done, yeah. sold. You know, <laughs> yeah. anything that makes me happy, I'll take it. Right. Okay. Um, so now this is an interesting one. Cannabis gets seriously commercial so what you guys have written retail brands now want to be your cannabis dealer with pot infused foods beauty products and other consumer goods that bottle the plants much buzzed about haha um, healing <laughs> benefits so how does this pair with a healthy you know fit lifestyle it's a whole new world <laughs> clearly <laughs> you're gonna have a cannabis columnist yeah, yeah. well yeah. that's a great job that's a business card on that camp. <laughs> Yeah, she already has the card, actually. It's amazing. I mean, I think it's just a huge industry that's coming up. I mean, everybody has heard about different, like, you know, medical acceptance or legalization in various states. So then we're not talking just about, you know, people getting high. Not at all. We're talking about using the plant, the plant itself in other ways. Completely. And that's the big shift. And so, I mean... The health and wellness community tends to use the word cannabis and not weed or pot because they're trying to distance it from those connotations. They're going to have a hard time with that, (laughs) but they're not using like the pot symbol, um, you know, to represent it. They're trying to sort of reintroduce it like a lavender almost or a rosemary of like here, this plant has tremendous healing benefits that we actually know quite a bit about. um, And if there are ways that we can tap it to feel better, um, less anxious or heal faster, then we should avail ourselves of that. Okay. This next one I love, and I'm exemplifying it today, right? Uh, work leisure. At leisure is taking on the workplace. Now, I'm dressed in my gym clothes because this is a health and wellness podcast, so it feels appropriate. But how are we going to see at leisure creeping into the workplace? Well, I think there's a couple of different ways. So as Americans have gotten more and more comfortable dressing casually for work, um, I mean, in a lot of ways, wearing athleisure in the workplace is part of what's been happening over the last 20 years of casual Friday and just continuing to, to become more casual and comfortable. Um, so we see workplaces being more open to, you know, people wearing whatever they wear, whether they are rolling in from a workout or yoga class um, before work or going to one afterwards. Um and then we all know that even if you're not working out, just wearing you know black leggings, you can do with anything, anytime. Pair it with a blazer and a sweater. Um, it's not even a workout look. So um, that part of the fashion industry is growing so much faster than fashion in general, which is pretty flat. Um, but then what we're seeing is that these fabrics, these technical fabrics that have been innovated for sweating in, um, are now being pulled back into fashion and are being used for these pieces um, that really are work pieces. You wouldn't work out in them, but they look very fitnessy. Um, like it could be like a blazer that's in a technical fabric, for example. So obviously, you know, no one's going to work out in a blazer, but that blazer has all the attributes of a workout piece. And we're calling that work leisure, which is uh, the term that uh, our team came up with um, that's sort of that evolution of athleisure. Well, it's nice because fashion can be so painfully uncomfortable. Yeah. It's really nice <laughs> to see a trend that is the exact opposite of that. 
Um, and I'm also seeing, I feel like there are quote unquote workout clothes that are so nice and so expensive that I would not work out in them. I would just wear <laughs> them to go out or possibly to work. Is yeah. there, a, I mean, are there guidelines to how far you can push it? I mean, you, things you should or should not do at work when it comes to wearing your athleisure wear? I mean, judgment. Do you work at a law firm uh, yeah, or do you work at yeah. well and good where yeah. leggings yeah. are and sneakers are a-okay? Are uh, they? Yeah. Can people come to work in, in any kind of gym clothes? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I mean, it, it depends on like you know, a person's like if they're seeing clients that day or if they're not, but everyone just uses their judgment in terms of how they want to dress. Um, and then on Friday mornings, we have a yoga class that starts our day. Um, oh, so a lot great. of people, um, you know, Friday is definitely a day when most people are in athleisure. That's fantastic. I love yeah. it. Every now and then we do that at Good Morning America. We'll do a workout in the studio mm. after the class. I mean, it's pretty rare, but it's it's nice to work out with your coworkers and to introduce that into the workspace. It just kind of feels good. It's a, you know, it's a nice way to, to start your Fridays. Um, okay. Plant protein. So I actually do a lot of plant protein shakes because, mm. like I said, dairy is a big problem for me. So I unknowingly was still consuming dairy in my whey protein, which is dairy-based. Right. As soon as I realized that, I switched to a plant-based protein. So talk to me about this. I mean, can you get good protein from, from plant sources? Oh, absolutely. I think that like that's one of the things that's going to continue to really happen. That's another example of a growing health and wellness industry um, that's probably going to be outpacing whey protein really quickly. Um, those big tubs of um, powder now are filled with things like pea protein and hemp seed protein. Um, and yeah, there are brands that are definitely offering the same you know, grams per scoop as the whey protein, but I guess without the digestive issues mm -hmm. that it might cause for a lot of people. Feels a little bit cleaner. I mean, at least yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. And like you can still get your vanilla flavor or your chocolate flavor. Yeah, they're yummy. And mm -hmm. they, yeah, they are. They're really yummy. And those powders, too, are being used, again, in a lot of um, foods where you wouldn't expect. Like the potato chip industry is all over this. They're like putting it in potato, you know, in potato chips. They're, you can they're putting protein in potato chips? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What will they think of next? I mean, honestly, they are people working really hard to make it okay for us to eat potato chips. Right. right. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. As a salty, crispy, lo snack-loving yes. person. Uh, next generation wellness retreats. So this sounds fantastic because typically you go on vacation, you fall off the rails, you eat nothing but crap, and you drink too much, and you lay around, and you come back five pounds heavier. What is the next generation of vacation? I think it's it's tapping into exactly what you're talking about. You know, no one wants to come back from a vacation feeling depleted, right? <laughs> it's not a good thing. Um, so what we're seeing is a lot of the fitness um, fitness stars who are inspiring people on a day-to-day -day basis, people are really wanting to travel with those people. So whatever your go-to workout is, that you know, that instructor that you love, the trend is really – booking retreats to then go somewhere with that person so that you're getting a program that they've really created. Um, and it's a move really from um, just showing up at a resort and doing whatever program exists there to um, to doing something that's like much more customized with someone you already work with. So we're seeing a lot of that. There's someone that we feature quite often on Well and Good. Her name is Taryn Toomey. And she has a series of six retreats a year that she does called The Retreatment where 
she takes her, you know, existing um, you know, people who know and love her workouts and she goes to these incredible destinations and she brings other people as well. So other experts and they really create this whole 360 program. She then will work with um, wherever that destination to create a meal plan that's in line with what she wants her students to be eating. So it's just very, very thoughtful, um, holistic kind of program. Um, and people are kind of wanting that that control instead of just saying, I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to hope they have a yoga teacher I like. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and are we talking about kind of a, a range of prices or do these tend to be more luxury vacations? There's really a whole spectrum. Um, so some of them, yes, are, you know, more on the luxury side. Um, but we really cover retreats like this pretty much at every budget level. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of them on wellandgood.com. If you look under wellness retreats, travel has been a huge, huge area of interest among our readers. Um, so we're doing more more and more um, travel coverage on how to escape for four days or, you know, that once-in-a-lifetime trip to India where you go and, you know, mm-hmm. have a real Ayurvedic retreat. Ah, that sounds yeah. fantastic. I'm going to have to go look that up. <laughs> uh, so what? which of these trends do you think is going to stick around? I mean, wh- which ones have lasting power? Because, you know, you do see trends come and go, but then there are those that really become ingrained in people's lives. So you get your crystal ball out, no yeah. pun intended on the crystals. <laughs> what yeah. do you see uh, as kind of has staying power? I think the first one I would reach for is probably the protein source, the non-dairy protein source. Um, You know, there's a lot of move to change the name of the meat case at the grocery store to the protein case. So things that are not meat-based, you know, your not dogs and your beyond meat products, for example, could be right in there alongside um, your hamburger, ground hamburger. So I think that, you know, when we see those kinds of things happening, um, leads me to believe that this is going to be a bigger wave. And since it's just really catching it the wave now, I think I think it's going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. Any predictions on your part? I'm, I think the athleisure trend. Um, when, it's yes. funny to say athleisure because it's <laughs> we never thought this would be a consumer facing term, and it's very <laughs> funny that it is. Um, but I think this desire for people to dress comfortably is just going to continue, and um, so we expect that industry to continue to outpace fashion um it's exciting i I was hoping you would say that (laughs) we've we've felt the comfort we're not going back. exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's hard to go back into jeans you can't breathe in once you've worn leggings to work (laughs) thank you ladies both so much for being here wellandgood.com fantastic site covers all things health and wellness and now i will go look up that ayurvedic indian (laughs) fantasy trip thanks guys for being here thanks mara Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can watch this interview anytime at abcnews.com. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Schiavocampo.